Hello and welcome to the Market Lane Coffee Podcast. My name is Einar and I'm here with Jason. In this episode, we will taste all the coffees on the filter menu and we'll talk about some coffee news. Hello, Jason, and welcome to the podcast. It's been a while. Hi, Anna. Hi, everyone. Um, yeah, it is great to be back. We haven't had a podcast episode in a little while, uh, so it's exciting to taste through these coffees, go through them with, with you. We've got a, quite a few new faces around the shops, so potentially this could be your first podcast. If so, welcome. We brewed up the coffees uh, just before. The first coffee uh, we tasted was Meviria from uh, Kenya. It's a coffee that we had quite recently, but it uh, appeared again. Yeah, we did a experiment with this coffee. So when it first landed, we put about half of the lot that we bought, about 700 kilos into cold storage. So sort of a deep freeze cold storage. We could do this because the coffee was vacuum packed at origin, which means that uh, there's no no air, moisture, anything like that can get into the coffee in the freezer. And importantly, that means when it defrosts, like when we bring it back to the warehouse after being frozen, it uh, doesn't damage the coffee or affect its moisture content. And why would we do this? Well, we wanted to see if it was possible or see if it worked. And the reason we wanted to do that is because, uh, of course, coffee is seasonal. So when a fresh crop coffee lands in Australia, we have about 12 months to, to use it before it starts to taste old. So in this case, we wanted to see if we could put some away and then bring it out when it would normally be tasting quite old and a bit tired and taste it as it was when it was fresh. And so far, I think the experiments worked. It, it does taste a little bit different to when we first um, had it on the menu from memory. It's a little bit softer acidity, but it's still tasting really vibrant and, and definitely reminds me of a fresh crop Kenyan coffee. Yeah, it's tasting good. It's um, still quite fruity. Uh, I think it's a good coffee for people that are kind of curious about uh, fruity coffee, but it's not too, too scary or too funky. Um, what are your tasting notes? Yeah, I had some nice uh, dried fruit flavors like uh, apricot or dried plum. Some nice floral notes as well, like a bit of rose or some very soft rose. What about yourself? Yeah, I got uh, kind of the classic uh, Kenyan tasting notes of um, blackcurrant and lime. Uh, I thought it had quite buttery mouthfeel. It's quite sweet, so brown sugar and it has a nice long finish. Yeah, I think the other really nice thing about having this coffee on now is that it does really contrast to the other coffees that we have. It does really sit differently and um, taste quite different to the Bolivian and Rwandan Brazilian coffees that we would normally have at this time of year. Another coffee that we have on the menu, which is um, probably the newest one, uh, but still been around for, for a while now, so I hope you all uh, have tasted it. It's uh, Nakara from Rwanda. What are your tasting notes for this coffee? For me, this one, the tasting notes on the bag rang very true, um, which is not unusual, but, you know, sometimes you find other things in the cup and, and, you know, you can discover different flavors that aren't necessarily there. But for me, that sort of that combination of grape and apple um, and the darker caramel notes, I, I found all of those things in the in the cup. And yeah, I thought this was a really lovely coffee to drink um, black. I think it would make an, a really nice plunger as well. Um, if people are interested in those. Yeah, I think um, I did make uh, a smug comment about your tasting notes because they're quite, um, well, they're accurate, but mm. also quite vague. But it's a well-balanced mm. coffee. Uh, and we were talking about how this is a, a nice coffee for people that are maybe trying to learn more about how to taste coffee because uh, it's quite uh, clean. 
So we can talk about the wash process. Uh, it's got nice uh, sweetness, nice acidity, and also a nice aftertaste, which are the things that we are looking for when describing and coming up with the tasting notes. Yeah, I love Rowanan coffee because a lot of them, or almost all of them, are grown with the same variety. And that means that when you taste the difference between different coffees, you're really tasting that regional characteristic rather than the varietal characteristic. So for me, there's always a really big difference between coffees uh, from the north or coffees from Dukundakawa or coffees from uh, Buff Cafe as well, which are the different regions we typically buy from. Another familiar coffee is Santa Isabel from Coban, Guatemala coffee that we had since 2012. Yeah, this is uh, one of my all-time favorite coffee farms, coffee producers, and cups of coffee as well. <laughs> Great combination. Yeah, which uh, Luis Valdez puts a lot of care and love into his coffee. And at the moment, we're actually um, talking to him um, fairly regularly because we're, we're, we're buying our next season of Guatemalan coffee. Um, so we're purchasing coffee from from him at the moment. And yeah, it's a, it's a real pleasure talking to him about how the coffee's tasting, how it's landed, um, how our customers are enjoying it and um, what it's tasting like. Yeah, and, and what are your tasting notes? Well, this coffee, it has changed quite a bit since it landed. Um, unfortunately, this coffee was stuck in transit for a bit longer than we would have liked. So it was sort of COVID delays and the, the peak shipping delays that we saw. So it was stuck in Shanghai for um, quite a number of weeks. So it was delayed. Um, so it was perhaps a little less vibrant than we would have liked it to be. Um, but we still taste a lot of, there's still quite a lot of acidity in there. Like um, for me, fresh pineapple is the first thing that comes to mind when I when I taste Santa Isabel. Um, but now it's definitely, you know, more of a stronger cup like um, dark chocolate and caramel. Yeah, definitely heavy body. I think it's still nice and sweet, uh, some fruity notes. But yeah, we were talking about for someone who who likes a, a stronger coffee or heavier body mm-hmm. and maybe adding a, a splash of milk, mm-hmm. this will be the choice. There's one more coffee that is uh, still on the menu. Uh, it's been around for uh, quite a while now. It's Golocha from Ethiopia. Yeah, we bought a lot of this coffee. We loved it on the cupping table. It's been it's been great for the last 12 weeks, 15 weeks that we've had it on for a long time. But um, it's it's been tasting spectacular. And uh, I guess we always say this, but it, it used to be rare for us to buy natural processed Ethiopian coffees. But this year, we've definitely blown that out of the water and we've had a, a great run. Um, so this is finally finishing up in uh, two or three weeks time. And for me, the taste has changed a little bit, but it's also still tasting amazing. Like I, I think I think it's a really special coffee, one that's always been vibrant from, you know, the first week we roasted it until now and, and in slightly different ways, but but always good. Yeah, I think this is a nice uh, fruity coffee. It's fruity because it's Ethiopian and also fruity because of the process being a, a natural processed coffee. Um, but yeah, also really sweet. In other news, there are two new shops opening up relatively soon. Can you talk about the progress and how that's going? Um, we're actually hoping to do a full podcast series on opening a, opening a shop, but we... Um, I'm not ready to release it yet. So we'll, we'll put it all together and then release it as one um, or two or three episodes or something like that. But um, but yeah, so the two new shops, the first one's at uh, Queen Victoria Market on Queen Street. So in the new Munro development, pretty much on the corner of Queen and Therry Street. Uh, it's next to uh, Rewind, have just opened next to the underground car park entry. Uh, it's a tiny little shop and we're haven't haven't quite signed the lease yet but we're right right on the cusp of signing the lease and once we've done that we'll um we'll have to fit it out fairly quickly so we're hoping to be open within sort of eight weeks from you know from now so it'll be fairly soon 
we've got a beautiful design by Goss Studio and we're going to try and incorporate some of the you know the external brick elements bring them inside and this was completely unintentional but it is sort of a really nice throwback to our old ferry street shop which had you know the classic sort of exposed brick and um yeah a bit more of a restrained fit out but yeah it's 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 exciting if you'd like to see some plans or images just uh, send me an email i'll shoot some over yeah, you mentioned that it's uh, going to be kind of similar to a Faraday setup. So it has uh, a bar kind of in the middle and a serving window, but people can walk inside mm. some retail shelves along the wall. So, yeah, it's going to be it's quite a small shop. It's only 30 square meters. Um, it'll have its own back of house area. It should be quite neat. We're, we're aiming to make it really uh, functional, easy to work in, um, great for customers, um, sort of a quick spot to pick up a takeaway with maybe two or three outdoor tables. The second shop that will be new is on uh, Sydney Road. How is that going? That's a bit slower. Um, we're sort of um, progressing them one first and then the second one. We've, we've worked on some designs. Uh, it's a bit hard. This one's a bit harder because it's quite a large space. So it's 120 square meters in the front. Um, and we're trying to make it work so that you can walk uh, basically from the front of the shop all the way through to the back. Um, like you said, it's on Sydney Road. It's between Albert and Victoria Street. Um, so it's in that nice sort of Lamana Bunnings shopping precinct. And yeah, we hope we'll get some, you know, customers, especially, you know, in the afternoons, I think it'll be busier than the mornings, which will be interesting for us. But we know we've got a lot of retail customers here from our lovely vending machine in Brunswick East. So we're hoping to bring some of them over to Sydney Road and looking forward to serving them there. And last month we made a change to the espresso recipe. Can you explain a little bit more why? Yeah, we, we actually haven't updated our recipe in many, many, many years. And it, that's not to say it hasn't changed. So we've sort of been increasing the shot length without um, decreasing the dose or changing the cup sizes. So what we've found is over the years that our dine-in milk coffees have been getting quite strong. We have dialed it back a little bit, but uh, we sort of needed to make a big change. So yeah, so we, we made the change to make our dining coffees uh, more balanced. And we think we've done that. We've struck a nice balance between having a coffee that's, you know, still quite strong coffee tasting and still maintaining the a good strength for takeaway coffees. And we've had some good feedback. There's some been nice there's been some nice comments in the anonymous feedback channel saying that customers are enjoying it and that uh, yeah, staff are enjoying it as well. We also got some samples of uh, different oat milks that you're sending out to the shops. What kind of feedback are you looking for? Well, I'm looking for feedback from you guys, everyone who listens. Um, we have been using the Minor Figures original uh, for two years now, and uh, it's been good. It has gone through some changes. So I don't know if, if you all have noticed, but the, the taste profile has changed and that's because it's gone from originally when we bought it, it was being made entirely in the UK and then they started sending over the syrup and they started mixing it uh, in Bendigo. Uh, now it's made entirely in Bendigo. So they're using Australian oats. So it has got, undergone some changes and basically just checking whether you know we want something that's a little bit creamier or that's a bit more uh, viscose, I guess is the word to describe it. And the minor figures are uh, organic. The uh, one of the samples I'm sending out is supposed to be a little bit creamier and a little bit richer, I guess, than the original. So I guess we're looking to see if it still works with our coffee, if it still maintains that you know nice coffee presence through the through the milk. Um, the other sample I sent out is um, Oatly, which is a quite a popular one. We're probably not going to consider moving to Oatly from Minor Figures. Um, and that's basically because of um, some of the company choices they've made and um, some of the things that we prefer to align ourselves with as a business rather than just strictly the taste. 
Which is? Well, uh, Minor Figures is a carbon neutral company. The oat milk's made entirely in Australia. They sh- it feels like they share a lot of the same values that we do. There's been a lot of talk about uh, coffee pricing going up. Not only coffee pricing, but uh, a cup of coffee is going to cost six, seven, eight, nine dollars. Do you want to talk a little bit about coffee pricing? Yeah, it's a really interesting thing that keeps popping up in the news. And I think partially it's because, well, I feel like there's a few vested interest players <laughs> dropping these stories, but we won't, we won't go into that too much. But yeah, coffee prices, the green coffee price has increased a lot. It's, it's pretty much the C price, the futures price has doubled. And what that means for us at the moment is not very much. Like we we have not seen the price increase in Australia yet for our green coffee, but the coffee we're buying now. So um, Santa Isabel, for example, the Colombians we're buying, the Ethiopian coffees we're buying, they are all quite a bit more expensive. So for Ethiopia, for example, the green coffee is about 30% more than what we paid last year for it. I mean, that's that's quite a lot, but for us, we're already starting at a fairly high price for the green coffee we buy. So it's it's gonna have an impact on, on us but it's going to have a much bigger impact on people who buy the cheapest possible coffee that they can get. So for example, in Australia, if you're a really big roaster, you're looking to buy coffee for like $7 Australian per kilo. Now, because of this increase in the C price, the minimum that you'll be able to buy coffee for is like $10 per kilo or $11 per kilo. So for them, that's a huge increase. That's a cost of goods increase of like 40 or 50%. So I think for, for roasters that are buying, you know, pretty cheap coffee and trying to sell it for low prices, it's going to have a really big impact on them. So I think, yeah, generally there will be price increases, but I also wanted to talk about a little bit about why we will increase our prices. So it potentially could be a little bit because of the green costs, but for us, really, a lot of the other costs have a much bigger influence on on our business. So things like, I mean, the cost of everything has gone up even this year quite a bit, like freight, um, utilities, um, the cost of goods generally have all gone up quite a bit. So um, we will probably be increasing our prices um, for a you know milk coffee to about five dollars fifty um, fairly soon. Um, we'll send out more information, obviously, before we before we do that. But um, yeah. As a heads up, it, it will be happening fairly soon. Uh, so we talked about the coffees that are on the current menu, but mm-hmm. do you want to talk about coffees that are coming up and also what you will be buying soon? Yeah, it's actually a busy time of year for buying. So we uh, recently um, secured our Ethiopian coffees for next year, and we've bought some really lovely ones from uh, Testy, who are exporters, and from a new exporter as well. So we'll have, again, we'll have some of the coffees that we had before, like Aressa, Hedeso, some other ones, and there'll be some new new coffees in there as well. So that was last month. We sort of locked that away. Uh, we've also bought some more Colombian coffee um, just this month, and uh, we've uh, locked away our Guatemalan containers as well. So we bought more coffee from Santa Clara, La Soledad, Santa Isabel, and a few other Guatemalan coffees. So when you bought them now, when we will see them in the shop? Hopefully we will see um, Ethiopia by July, August. Uh, this is all things <laughs> all things going well. Um, and then La Soledad, Santa Clara, we're hoping to be able to use them by September. And it's very difficult to do this because we traditionally, we would buy coffees from Guatemala in, say, uh, late February, March. We, we don't have time for this. Thank you.
And speaking of coffees um, changing, we are going on to a new seasonal espresso. I think we roasted some of it today. Um, it was a little too fresh for us to taste for the podcast. So we'll do another podcast next week when it's a bit, bit more rested and you'll have it in your shops. But it's a blend of two coffees, one from Colombia, Small Producers Rodriguez and uh, El Fuerte from Samapata in Bolivia. And for the filter menu, any changes coming up? Yeah, there's a few. We've still got a couple of um, limited release coffees from Bolivia coming up. So in a couple of weeks, we're roasting the Geisha lot from Las Elisitas, the washed Geisha. It's going to be a little bit lower price, but in my opinion, the cup's better. Um, we've got uh, one of my all-time top coffees coming up as well, Las Palomas from Colombia, um, which may be, sadly, the last time that we're able to purchase Las Palomas, but we can talk about that another time as well. Uh, we have some uh, Brazilian coffees coming up and uh, another Rwandan or two. Thank you for all that information, Jason. And uh, thank you, everyone, for listening. If you have any questions, we'd love to hear your feedback. Email training at markalane.com.au. You can use the anonymous feedback form if you want to do it a bit more discreetly or just give me a call. All right. All right. Thank you. Thank you very much.